Good evening, everyone. Uh, before you listen to the, today's podcast, I got a couple quick things to add. We had a couple of technical difficulties, so we uh, had to go in and uh, re-record uh, a particular section of this podcast. Uh, we had some audio issues as well. Um, the content is fine. Uh, it's still very listenable, but uh, we are we are working on improving a couple things now that we're on a new software and all that jazz. But I know you don't care about any of that. I just want to let you know that that's why it might seem a little odd when you listen to the pod if we sound a little different or we look a little different because we had to kind of splice a few things together. Um, so today's pod is really good, though. Uh, we talked some fantasy football. We had our big draft. We uh, we graded some teams. We gave some good grades. We gave some bad grades. Uh, and then we talked some college football. So if you want to just fast forward to the college football part, uh, fast forward about 20 minutes. All right, fast forward, fast forward about 20 minutes. I'm going to put some time stamps down in the, uh, down in the uh, info part. So if you click on that, you'll be able to see kind of when we start talking college football, if that's really all you care about. And uh, I understand if that's the case. So anyways, um, yeah, that's all I got for you. Please stay around and enjoy the pod. Thanks. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to the Two-Way Players Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bosarge. We have a special one tonight. This is the first episode of the new season of this podcast. And I've already called an audible. Already called an audible. We are we're we're gonna do video uh, because I told you guys in the preview episode. You know we're moving to Riverside. It's uh it's a little different and it's a lot easier to do video. So we're gonna keep the video, but again we're focused on the audio. We're focused on the conversation. And I've got a lot of conversations tonight to have with my boy Rainy. Uh, he is back with us. Uh, Rainy, what's going on, dude? What's up, bro? Nothing, man. Nothing, man. You know what? Let's just go ahead and get our our, our, our guest in here as well. Uh, okay. Deshi Murray, the commish himself, he is here. Uh, Deshi, what's popping, dude? How you guys doing? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, I see you have a nice trophy Trey in hurts. your hand, uh, man. Trophy's uh, <laughs> back where she belongs. <laughs> All right, fellas. So tonight, uh, we're gonna spend a little time talking about the Sam Shot Memorial. Fantasy Football League draft that just happened. It's the big draft we've been hyping up. We It, it did not disappoint, to say the least. Um, so we're going to spend a little time of that uh, on that, and then we're going to we're gonna talk some college football to end it tonight. We, we had some really good games this weekend. But first up, I want to talk a little bit about um, our boy Sam. Um, it's, it's, it's been, it's been uh, a little over a year now um, since Sam passed away. Um, we named this league. You know, the Sam, we, we changed the name because, you know, of how we feel about him and the impact he had on our lives. So I just want to give you all an opportunity real quick to kind of say uh, just a little piece about Sam before we kind of get into this. Destry, uh, when you think about Sam, you think about this league, man, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. So, what, it's, it's been a year. Um, but you're right, Sam, he, and we talked about it last time, just, just an out-of-world type of figure. And um, it, it's, it hadn't hit hard, but – you know, when a year comes by, it was like I saw Sam about once a year, it seemed like. You know, and, and it just happened, you know, it was, the draft was the second to last time I saw him. And so it it felt right. Um, you know, guys like Derek and Reed, very close to Sam. And, and uh, this is just another way to, to be able to remember him. I mean, he's got fishing tournaments named after him, scholarships. It just shows it just shows how important he was to so many people. And so, you know, another notch on his belt. Um, and, you know, the pick at the end just, just – just great. Yeah. Great. It's, it's a great way to remember. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Rainey, what about you, man? I, I, I know you 
I don't, I don't, I don't want to say just how close you were with Sam, but I know you knew him. I know you, that, that, uh, he had an impact on you as well. What do, what do you think of when you think <clears throat> about Sam? Uh, well, I guess to me, Sam, um, when I, when I think about him and how much of a people person he was and how much people loved the man and, um, uh, Sam was the definition of, of a, of a great guy. And, uh, us changing the league name for him, I guess it means a lot to a lot of people. Like Destry said, he has a lot of stuff named after him. So for <laughs> us to kind of follow that lead and do that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, uh, again, I don't want to be too sappy about it. You know, we love Sam. We, we miss him. And, and, you know, he was an incredible guy. He was an incredible guy. Man, I'll never forget at, uh, at Derek's bachelor party, uh, he just randomly paid for everybody's pizza and beer. You know what? Those are the things that I remember, <laughs> you know, right? Uh Sam, yep. Sam was the man, dude, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss him. We all miss him, and we we had a wonderful time doing this draft in his honor for sure. All right, so uh, to get to that draft, uh, Destry, I asked you to to do a little homework for us. You being the commission, not like you don't have enough going on, but uh, I do want you to sort of talk about who you thought. Let's just go ahead and get out there. Who do you think had the best draft? And why? Like, was there a specific player that they picked, a specific strategy? Um, what do you think? Who got the top grade for you? Top grade was uh, it was Derek Anderson. Okay. And so me and him had two very different styles of draft. And any, any given year, it can work. You know, last year, Derek loads up on receivers. That's, that's what he's done every year. No different this year. And somehow – we let the man get C.D. Lamb and Tyreek Hill with his first two picks. Then come around with Kyle Pitts. Um, and, I mean, he's got he's got top five potential at every position. And, oh, and then you stack on Derrick Henry. It's like, wait a minute. You know, what, what are we doing here? Um, and then the cherry on top is Lamar Jackson. So you're looking QB, running back, receiver, tight end. You can't. You can't argue with it, and and I, you know, I got to looking at this. I got to looking at every roster. I kind of graded things A, B, you know, C plus, D plus, whatever. And just to go to show the skill of the players in this league, the highest grades a B plus, the lowest is a C minus. Yeah, and it's all scattered in between. It's really hard to to uh, to judge. I did have some guys that I thought drafted pretty strong. Um, I kind of went position by position. Um, I thought Trey Charlton drafted really strong. I thought Ethan drafted really strong, and then Connor Hill had had a a pretty jam up draft just All based right. off the total. So uh, I want to take a step back on yep. that. So I agree with you on on, on on Da. Uh, his team, yep. he 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 did a great job of having, like you said, top five potential at every spot, yep. right? Which is really important. I feel like my own personal draft, I kind of fell short at the, finding a top tier QB. Um, I'm hoping Trey Lance can can surprise some people, but that was for me personally. I, I'll touch on your team. Yeah, no, but that, but that's why I thought <laughs> Derrick's was so good because I I felt like yeah. you did me there. And now with with Trey Charlton, what what specifically with his team was there a specific player or a specific group of players yep. that yep. you really liked that he was able to get? He is elite at running back. Elite. Who's he got? Um, especially with CMC, CMC and Joe Mixon. CMC healthy. I mean, those two can carry you, and, and he really didn't even have to uh, to go superstar anywhere else. But um, he ended up getting DJ Moore, 
And a lot of people sleeping on DJ Moore. DJ Moore is six touchdowns away from being a top ten receiver consistently. Uh, and he's not a he's not a popular pick, I don't think. I think he's kind of on the forgotten side. He's kind of on the outside of those top tier guys. But that kid can play. And I think with Baker coming in, um, sky's the limit. Yeah. And then something else that – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, DJ Moore is one of my favorite fantasy players this year. Yep. And when Trey took him, I, I, the whole time I'm thinking, I'll be able to steal DJ Moore in the third round. So, that was my thinking. When he took him in the second, I was I was furious. But, no, continue. I love DJ Moore this year. He actually didn't draft And then, then his ne- – Wait, who got DJ? Oh, you're right. He drafted Sky. He drafted Sky. No, no, no. He did. Oh, he drafted Sky more on paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So I this happened at the draft. Yeah, uh, just to kind of yeah. paint a picture for the viewers here. Um, Trey put the name Moore as his pick. He thought it was DJ Moore, but it was actually Sky Moore. And then somebody else picked DJ Moore. We were all confused. But uh, no, that, that's actually what happened. <laughs> I think it's Cody. Yeah. Cody's like, he I got DJ, DJ Moore right here. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do it to him. I oh, no. I mean, that would have, he might have If that lost. was me, if that was me, I had Scott Moore in the second round. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, it was three hundred, <laughs> But no, but no, I'm with you on, on DJ uh, Moore. Yeah, no, I'll continue. And then where things get really, I mean, the next three picks, he goes Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf, and Thielen. You know, between Metcalf and Thielen, those are guys that are forgotten. They're kind of, you know, but – Two years ago, DK Moore, I mean, DK Mecca, he's a top five receiver. And Thielen, how many touchdowns did he score? Maybe over 10 last year? He had yeah. 10. 10. He had 10. And then, you know, Allen Robinson is an elite wide receiver. Just has been in terrible, terrible positions. I think you'll see him become Robert Woods 2.0, probably on a higher scale. Um, and and then Cherry on top for, for Trey is he, he somehow got Damian Pierce, who – Looks all but elite running back just from running style. Not in the best situation with Houston. But, so, I mean, his weakest spot's Derek Carr, and that might not even be a weak link. Um, so, very, very, very strong draft. Yep. I thought that's his best draft he's ever had. Absolutely, best best Trey Charlton draft of all time. I, I'm with you, Damian Pierce, Allen Robinson. These are all guys that I think could be those top ten at their position if things yep. break right. And you want to pile up on guys like yep. that. So, yep, absolutely. All right, Destry, your your least favorite team. I don't want to say your least favorite team, but the team you're given the the lowest grade to from our draft. Who was it and why? Yep, and, and before I get into it, uh, I will say the drafts, the league's not one on draft day, okay? But it does have Correct. to be winners and losers on draft day. Uh, my bottom four uh, is actually myself, uh, Baker's Dozen, Austin Trier, and uh, Rainey, and then Reed. Um. But I will say, I think there's a couple moves here that, that each team can make to uh, to kind of prepare themselves a little bit a little bit higher up. Uh, and I'll kind of go each by each here. Uh, myself, I gave myself a wide receiver grade of D. I'm just not strong. I don't have a guy. I think there's a couple that I drafted a little bit lower that could get me there. I just need some some competence here. But um, I, I didn't I didn't do what I needed to do on the on the on the uh, the wide receiver grade. Um, as far as Rainy Man, we talked about it last night, um, or I guess I should say now. <laughs> um, Rainy's got good players. They're just not sexy, you know, very high floor guys. And so I can see, I really can see Rainy's team. If, if Amon Ra does what I think he's going to do, it's going to make up for a lot. 
Um, and so we could be sitting here week seven or eight and, you know, Matt's five and two. I wouldn't be surprised because um, he's got that kind of high floor type of team that's not necessarily boom or yeah, bust. Very, just, very high floor yeah, team. just consistent. And then um, Reed Hatcher, man, he made – I think he made a crucial mistake when he took um, – it was either Corderell or um, – who was it? it was a running back before that, but he had. Well, it was his running backs, all of them. It was to be Zeke, honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With Zeke and uh, <laughs> Patterson, what was what was the other one? I'm missing it was Dobbins. It was Dobbins. That was Dobbins. He had yeah. all of them are yes, risky guys. Yes, he had an opportunity to snag Brees Hall, uh, Damian Pierce, and then was one more uh, Chase Edmonds. Hey, that or AJ Dillon. AJ, yes, somehow it, Dylan fell to me. Um, which that could yeah. save my season. But um, – and so that's – I mean, Reed was, was one move away from having a great score, a great grade. So so I, I say you could put this in, in over any of these bottom four teams, but you can't look at Cody's team and tell me that mine or your team or even Treehorn's team isn't better than Cody's team. Cody has give, give, all right. Give give the view, give the listeners uh, an example though. They they don't know what Cody's team looks like. Okay, so, Cody so has who, who is Cody's starting lineup? His first two are solid, really good. Josh Allen, Dalvin Cook. His next players are Devin Singletary. He probably won't start because James Cook's going to steal all his carries. Michael Thomas. Who knows if he's going to play? Terry McLaurin, Carson Wentz throws him the ball. Darren Waller's good. Chris Godwin just came off a season-ending injury. And then his bench consists of Ramondre Stevenson. A guy. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Dar- mm-hmm. Daryl Henderson, Mark Marquez Valdez-Cantling, Isaiah McKenzie, who could be good, Jameson Williams, who's out, Robbie Anderson, and Cole Komet. He has zero depth on his bench. So I graded I graded uh, him QB A+. Plus. I mean, oh yeah, the of course. guy. And that, I mean, Allen's almost a shoe in for 30 points a week. So that makes up for a lot of it. I uh, gave him a C plus. Well, his RB one is A plus. I, well, okay. I gave him a C plus total for RB grade, and it could have really been a B. Okay, yeah. Wide receiver, I went C minus. Tight end, I went B plus. I mean, if Waller, if he gets his money and he's healthy, he's your number one tight end. I mean, he has that kind of potential. I've seen it. Um, and so overall, Cody was a C plus for me, which he he just over that threshold of the teams I just talked about. So he's he's right there. Um, but man, Josh Allen. That's a dude. That's a fantasy dude. Yeah, yeah. Cody needs Cody needs to trade me Isaiah McKenzie, but that's for another day. <laughs> um, but no, uh, to get back to Reed's team again, I thought Reed. I think Reed's receivers are great. I th- my Reed, my problem with Reed's draft is not that his team isn't good; it's that I feel like his team could have been it could have been really good. Base because he had ninth round keeper Debo Samuel. Yep. You know, and he in those first two picks were great. And then I just feel like at that point, once you have those stud wide receivers, get you a couple reliable running backs yeah, kind of like that man, have yeah. the job. Oh, floor, man. Opportunity. Yeah, like, yeah right, running backs like Rainey has for sure. I think would go great with his receivers. But, hey, you know what? If J.K. Dobbins is healthy and Zeke is Zeke from old, could, then you know what? Reed's going to be laughing at all of us. But right now – we're laughing at you, Reed. Okay. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm just saying I'm a Dalvin injury away from being loaded in running back. But, I yeah, got, got Madison, baby. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. That All dude right, produces. So let, well, we've picked on Reed enough. Let's move on uh, real quick, and, and then we'll, we'll we'll move on to some college football. Um, who is your guy 
for this year and tell me why. And I'll go first just to kind of give everybody an example. When I say your guy, I mean the guy that has to be great for you to have a successful fantasy season. All right, for me, it is Cortland Sutton. Okay, I could have went with Saquon Barkley. I have a lot of Saquon Barkley, but I just I feel more confident and that I know what he is if he's healthy. But Cortland Sutton for me is kind of a, a, a coin flip because I think I'm drafting him as if he's going to be the guy for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson in the past, when he was at the top of his game in Seattle, fed the ball to his top two guys, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. There was a season where yeah. like two or three years ago where they were both yeah. top 10 receivers. <laughs> Right. That was insane. And it was because Russell Wilson feeds his guys. If that happens in Denver, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are going to be great values. Right. So that's my logic. That's why I went with Cortland Sutton. He's had a great camp. All right. But he's never been a star. It's never happened for him. Right. Now, he hasn't had a quarterback like Russell Wilson. Again, that's what I'm banking on. But, you know, I think that's the risky play for me, but that's my guy. I need Cortland Sutton to be great this year. Uh, Rainey, who is your guy? Uh, I'm going to say mine's definitely David Montgomery. So um, I, No, go ahead. Just talk, talk a little bit about, about David Montgomery, the, the pros and the cons for him. What do you think? Well, he his O-line is atrocious, and that's, that's kind of bad, uh, especially considering I'm leaning hard on him because he was my keeper. So, so last year he had 225 attempts and he only rushed for 850 yards. So averaging 3.8 yards per carry isn't great, but he had seven touchdowns and some receptions. So if he can at least, I don't know, if he can touch that 1,000-yard mark, maybe, you know, seven, eight touchdowns again, I feel comfortable with him. But he has to produce for me. I mean, I kept him over, let's see, I think it was between him and Jalen Waddle. Um, I feel like you made the right Waddle, call, in my opinion. I, yeah, I think you hit. The, I feel like Jalen Waddle wasn't the guy. You hit the nail on the head though, because fantasy. Yeah, you want your your best players to play for the best teams, but two hundred twenty five carries, that's opportunity, and that's yeah. I mean, that's kind of went where I went with Brandy Cooks. You know, bad team going to be playing from behind. Opportunity. Yep, Davis yep. Mills. Touches yeah, and yeah, targets. I mean, that's, that's touches fantasy. and targets is everything yes. in fantasy. Yes. You, your team might not be good, right? Uh, you know, you might not get a whole lot of scoring opportunities, but if you get enough uh, quantity, uh, you know, you're gonna get points. That's that's Same how fantasy thing with works. So, um, yeah. So, all right. So, so you're going with David Montgomery, um, Randy, who's your guy? Yeah, I think. Okay. I think he has to for for me. Because I mean, I'm comfortable with Nick Chubb. Mike Williams, I know what he can do. Amon Ra, he had an incredible year last year. And I don't think it really depends. Like, my season depends on Rashad Penny because I yeah, took him I'm late. And then Montgomery's my keeper, so. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, Rainy. I mean, uh, Destry, who is your guy this year? So, I took a little bit of a different approach. Um, I am taking my first, I mean, Eckler, Javante. I'm leaving them as, hey, Obviously, they have to perform at just a subliminal level, 15 points a game. So I went to – when I was in the draft, I was like, look, I've got to find players who can maybe take over roles and, and really propel me to kind of take some pressure off my top guys. And I kind of have two. It's, it's, it's Alave and it's A.J. Dillon. If one of those two guys do what I think they're capable of, especially with an injury um, – the Broncos are going to be going to be back in the playoffs, boys. 
Um, and with Olave, I'm not convinced Mike Thomas is is where he thinks he is or wherever where the media thinks he is. I think he's still struggling. Um, I saw Olave in the preseason. Jameis looks his way, and he's he's uber talented. Somebody's got to get that rock in New Orleans. Um, I think Juice is going to take a little bit of a respect there in the slot, and Olave is going to be free flying. Probably the most talented receiver as far as a flyer that they've had since Brandon Cooks. Um, and then A.J. Dillon, on the other hand, he has an opportunity to, to be just an absolute star, especially if an Aaron Jones injury. And even if not, you're looking at a Kareem Hunt, uh, Nick Chubb type situation. And even what was it a couple of years ago in Carolina? Jonathan Stewart and uh, who am I missing? Yes. Yes. Um, and those two guys are kind of competing, uh, competing for a flex spot. And so, man, if I can get if I can get what I think I can out of them, kind of midway through the year, yeah, you need yeah, one of just them, just one, just one, yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm with you on, on on AJ Dillon. I think he's in uh, he's like a super version of Kareem Hunt yep. because he's on a better team with more opportunities. Um, I don't necessarily know if he's better than Hunt, but I think his situation right. is is better, and, and so he could still have RB two flex upside even if Aaron Jones yeah. is healthy. I'm uh, you know? I'm so interested to see where um, the Packers go, man. I <laughs> I have AJ Dillon, Alan Lazard, and then uh, Dobbs or Dubs. I don't know how you say it. Um, I'm probably yeah. going to drop him. I'm thinking after week one, but uh, I'm I'm very interested to see see what they look like because um, there's there's really no telling. There's no telling with with a Rod. Um, but yeah, let's move on to some college football. All right. Um, Rainy game of the weekend for you was what? Florida, Utah, Florida, Utah. Talk to me about that. What stuck out to you about Florida, Utah? Cause I love, that was a great game. I enjoyed that one. Oh man. That game was crazy. It was incredible. And, uh, really Trey places FaceTimes <laughs> just really set it off. <laughs> I mean, hey, we basically just... got to watch the last drive live. I mean, it was a little, it was loud and it was shaking, but like that was electric, bro. Yeah, to to give a little uh, background for our for our listeners, uh, he's talking about our buddy Trey, who was at the game and he FaceTimed a lot of us in, and uh, we got to witness his reaction, and, and the swamp was absolutely insane. Um, I'm with you. I thought I thought Richardson looked sharp. I'm going to be honest, I've been told I'm an Arkansas hater, and I'm not trying oh, to yeah. be, but maybe I am because because I think I think he is what K.J. Jefferson what is supposed to is, be. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, I, I that think is, Richardson that is, is incredible. Yeah, Richardson yep. is that guy. He is an incredible athlete. He's a great he's, – he's very accurate, from at least for, for the other night he was. Um, you know, Florida's going to be a problem this year. They're not, I don't, they're not Georgia yet. But Napier's Napier's got it going on over there, and that's a good Utah yep. team that they beat. Cam Rising, the quarterback for Utah, is yep. legit. Okay, um, that's a good team. Deshu, what about that game stuck out? Exactly to you? what you said. I mean, AR fifteen, he just made plays, and that kind of environment, lights are on. That's all you can ask for out of a, out of a young quarterback. And you're right, that Utah team is going to be a shoe in for the Pac-12 title. Um, and based off what I saw from I mean, USC, will probably be there too. But everybody else at Oregon, are you kidding me? They won't be there. Um, yeah, we can talk a little. We we can transition to that game because I I think that was kind of the dud of the week, right? We, if we're saying Utah Florida was the game of the week weekend, um, yep. Oregon Oregon Georgia <laughs> was just it, it was a mismatch at every position. Yeah, Rainy, did you Rainy, Rainy did you get a chance to watch that game? Yeah, I watched it with Ethan. 
Yeah. Well, what did you? Uh, well, I'm sure he he was enjoying it. But what uh what stuck out to you? Talk about talk to me about Oregon at first. Was there anything? If you're an Oregon fan, and I don't know any Oregon fans, but is there anything you can take away from that? Not really. I mean, really, Bo was what we thought he was. Uh, he tried to get away from the SEC, and then he opens up with the SEC and gets his eyes beat in. Um, I think I could throw more complete passes than Bo Nix did. Um, okay, probably not, <laughs> but still. The dude, the, the dude, just like like you talking about KJ Jefferson, Bo's exactly what we all thought he was. Um, and I don't, I don't think moving to Oregon is going to make him any better. Well, he, uh, yeah, he's hopes, responsible. I had hopes that he did because yeah, he wasn't a – he's a really athletic quarterback. I mean, I feel like he has the stuff. It's just he can't doesn't throw the ball where it needs no, to go. No, he has he the stuff. It's just – it comes and goes, unfortunately. Yeah. Like he doesn't yeah. trust anybody. And, and no, um, no, you can't. And, and, and look, he uh, he is responsible for Oregon fans' pain in his freshman year, and now he is responsible <laughs> at least partly. I don't want to put it all on, on Bo. But he's definitely responsible for a lot of their pain this year. Um, but, no, they were outmatched everywhere. It wasn't just a quarterback. Those receivers were blanketed. Um, Georgia looked great. Destry, from a Georgia perspective, what stuck out to you about that bunch? Because they're coming off a title. People are not sure. Are they going to be able to repeat? They what are do you think? number one on the list for, for most impressive team. Um, I mean, Stetson Bennett, that kid, you kidding me? Looked like a real quarterback. I mean, if anybody had any doubts for, for, for Daniels or Bennett or, or really any of the younger guys on the on the roster, forget about it. I mean, now he's looking like an NFL quarterback, and he's got every single weapon that you can ask for at his disposal. So um, there's 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 not much more you can say about Georgia. They absolutely steamrolled, and it was never close. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you're I, – I, in my opinion, if you are – trying to handicap the SEC right now. Obviously, Bama looked great against the team they're supposed to look great against. But Georgia, I think they answered some questions for me in terms of what are they going to look like? Are they going to you know, have like one of those years where not necessarily a rebuild, but they didn't quite reload? I don't know, man. They look pretty reloaded. So I was me. thinking about so. this today. Is the audio a little better? Okay. Yes, great. Right. Uh, you sound much better now. So yeah. – are we kind of at the turning point to where, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky can – I mean, I think they're matching the top in the West. Um, now, historically, just the past couple of years, you, Bama, Auburn, LSU, A&M, which, you know, you got Ole Miss and, and uh, Arkansas coming in. But I think for the first time in a long time, the top four of the East can can hold their own against the top four of the West. Um, the, the tide seems to be slowly shifting. That's the – that's the first thing that stuck out to me. Yeah, that's the first thing that stuck out to me um, about this weekend. That's my biggest takeaway, if I had to say, is that the East, the top of the East yep. is right there. Like, is, is Alabama still better than everybody? Probably. Maybe, possibly, right? But Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Georgia, the teams you just named, um, I think they're going head-to-head with, with Ole Miss and, and LSU and all these teams in the West and Arkansas. Um, I don't think the the East is the weaker division by any no. stretch anymore. I think that time yep. that time is over. Right, that's just my opinion, and look, it might be overreaction from week one, but that's just what I'm <laughs> I'm seeing. You know, Rainy, I, I don't know. Do you think the West? Do you think the West is still the better side of the SEC, or do you think it's pretty even now? I mean, 
honestly, the East so far is looking better than the West this year. So yeah, I think I'm gonna say overall it might end pretty even, but right now, I think the West has a bunch yeah. of no, I'm with you. Um, all right, so here's what I want to do to kind of. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, I, I want to kind of close out with this, guys. Um, Bama and Auburn, that's the teams we pay the most attention to. That's our teams. Let's go Bama first. Um, Desh, did you get a chance to watch any of that Barely. Bama game? Um, saw the highlights. They're as advertised. I mean, no doubt. It rolled like a like like the steam engine that Saban's created. They're, they're going to be there in the end. There's absolutely no doubt. I didn't see really, really any weakness, and I didn't expect to. Um, it's just reload and move on. Yep. I'm with you. I saw Will. I, I didn't watch the game either. I saw Will Anderson eat somebody. Somebody shared it on Twitter. <laughs> um, I saw him eat a man in the backfield. Uh, I think he will eat at least 13 humans this year at some point, spread out. Uh, Rainey, I'm sure you actually did watch the game. What was the most impressive uh, or what had you the most excited from the, uh, from the Bama game? Uh, Treshawn Holden. I really like him. Who's he? What, what position does he play? He's a wide receiver. I think I think he's going to be the, the new breakout guy for Bama. Okay. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, did he did he catch the game winning touchdown in the Iron Ball last no. year? I think he. Did. I don't remember. Oh. I black. Yeah, I blacked Imagine. out. The, the the end of that Iron Ball is a blur to me. No, I don't it wasn't Williams. Anything. You see, nope. it wasn't it. Whoever, yeah, he did the crane. It, it was, yeah, because it was right over. Um... No. <sighs> all right, I'm gonna let. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit while Randy looks that up. Um, either way, either way, uh, I'm with you. Bama's probably got a new, just rolled out a new yep. stud receiver. He's a pterodactyl, <laughs> I'm assuming. Uh, but no, they beat they beat Utah State 55 to nothing, right? Was yep. that the final score? Drumming. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right, so let's move on. We've talked enough about them. We know they're gonna be good. Uh, Auburn, uh, Destry, I'll let you kind of go on this one. Um, what concerns you uh, the most from what you saw? Um, the offensive line is not as good as I th- – I didn't think they were going to be good. I thought they would have been competent. And Mercer had some 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 pushing back a little bit, especially early on. Um, something that was very disappointed, but I knew it was coming. TJ Finley is exactly who we thought he was. Um same boat head mistakes, great arm, looked like he was going to be capable of running an offense there early on, and then boom, there it goes. And the second interception was one of the worst I've seen. Um, so, yeah. um, just, I don't know. Things have to fall in the right – everything has to go right for him to, to win eight games, I think. I'm with you. Um, I, in terms of – yeah, go ahead. I, I was wrong. Destry, Mechie did catch the game, win a touchdown. I meant the touchdown – in the fourth quarter to tie it, but it was it was Jacory Brooks. It wasn't uh, Treshawn Holden. Okay, oh, Desh, you was right. Yeah, I, I was, remember that. It was very uh, painful. <laughs> I, I remember. Yeah, like I said, I just I blacked it out of my memory. But um, I back I freshman called it. One of them. Back back to Auburn. Um, I, in terms of the things that disappointed me, yeah, I thought defensively they looked they looked pretty good. I I I was kind of surprised we didn't get yep. more pressure on the QB. You know, having Derek Call and some of those guys that we got, but overall, I thought the defense looked fine. Um, I think we have some really talented yeah. defensive backs. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's a couple of these young guys that I think are going to be pretty good. Um, offensively, though, uh, obviously Robbie Ashford yep. is a blast. I 
don't necessarily think he can nope. throw it all that well, um, which I think is probably why he wasn't the starter coming into the season, you know? Um, but he's a blast. He's fun. He can run it for a lot. Um, he's going to play all year as long as he's healthy. Um, and But, yeah, it goes back to TJ. I don't think – I just think he's going to make those boneheaded mistakes. He's going to – he did it all last year. He's going to continue to do it this year. He's got the arm, it's like you said. He can make every throw. Um, he had one good deep ball. But just overall, I don't think you're winning – you're not winning seven games with Auburn's schedule if TJ's the guy. So I think it goes back to what do you do well if you're Auburn? In my opinion, you do Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter well. That's what that's what works great. well. Tank looks He looks awesome. a little bit slimmer and quicker. Like, that's, and, yeah, you're right. Just yes. Tank, Tank looked the best he's looked in a long time. And I think by having a running quarterback out there, it only makes Correct. him even better. Right, so I hope Auburn really leans into that. Maybe not completely hand it over to to Robbie, but really continue to give him more and more responsibility. I think that's the only shot they got it at seven, eight wins. Completely agree. Yeah, Robbie throws it like a baseball. He winds way up. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know. But you're right. TJ's probably going to try it out there for, for for the first snaps, probably first yep. couple series, and probably on a short lease. But yeah, you'll see Robbie very quickly. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, fellas, anything else from the college football season? Now, I would be remiss if I didn't just mention quickly that the Brian Kelly era in LSU <laughs> is off to an incredible start. Um, for those of you that did not get an opportunity to see the game versus Florida State, uh, I think they ended up LSU ended up losing 24-23. Um, they, they made a really fun comeback after Florida State tried to give it away. Uh and then they missed the extra point. They got their extra point blocked, and they lost. Um, and then, honestly, the things that happened off the field, I don't know if you guys can think of a couple of them. Destry, what's some of the things that happened off the field that made so, it So, what I can see, a couple of LSU players completely eliminated LSU from their bios, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so, you've got that aspect on it. Anytime that comes public, man, that locker room's got to be in, in a bit of a bit of shambles. Um but what that tells me, man, and I never thought the Kelly Howard was a fit. I've always thought he's a pretty good coach. But there's a different type of personality that, that blends in that, that LSU type of community. And I, it's it's not going to end well. I just I don't I don't see this coming out as a positive inning. There's a large buyout that's about to loom. Yeah. Um my thing with Kelly is like my honestly I was, was kind of optimistic yep. just because I yep. think he's a good coach. I think I think he can recruit, and that was kind of my whole thing. It's like if he they just give him enough time to get get his guys in there, LSU kind of sells Correct. itself, anyways. He'll he'll bring some professionalism to the to, to the to the program, but he might not get an opportunity if if he doesn't. It's get him control the, here. The vibe I get is it's fake. He shouldn't have gone in trying to, you know, with the southern accent crap. But and that's that's very minimal. It's hilarious, but I think he's. I think he's trying yeah. to be somebody he's not. And now if he goes back yep. to maybe being who he is, it's just – it's not going to – it's not looking good. It's really not. And I, I feel for LSU. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. Um, so, yeah, LSU is definitely, I think, the biggest yep. loser of the weekend, other than maybe Oregon. I think they're kind of right there. I think um, Gene Chithick is, right, so, is, is not going to last very long, by the way. Gene yeah. Chizik? They're getting run through over in UNC, even though they won. Um, any, so, you, okay. Fam, you, 
Oh, yeah, they had a yeah, really close State, one. I forgot. And, and, I mean, the UNC defense can't stop FAMU. Um, or yeah. it's just that's, – that's the words. That's, that's, the, that's the Twitter heat. It's all on Gene Chizik. But um, – mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, I'll, anytime some – Anytime somebody mentions Gene Chizik, I just think back and I'm just like, man, Cam Newton really was a superhero, huh? Yeah, that was like a lightning that <laughs> just struck. Uh, you know who else yeah. looked like complete dog doo-doo? Iowa. Did you see that game? Hey, I did. I saw that they scored seven <laughs> points the hard way, and that that alone is impressive. I uh, I don't expect much. From, I mean, they're they're usually competent, but man, that was that was rough. Um, also, Houston went to overtime with uh, what was it, UTSA? That was that was another one I had written down as just a a blunder. Yeah. Um. Anybody else, Randy? Did you have any 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 other college football games that stuck out to you? Any other thoughts from the weekend before we wrap this thing up? Uh, Clemson's still not mm-hmm. that good. D line is NFL. Yeah, D line's incredible. Who who in the in in that conference is? Who who in that conference is good? Anybody? Well, if you ask FSU, they say <laughs> them, but um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't seen Miami, have we? Um, they blew somebody out, right? But it was like a it wasn't a very good team. So, um, no. In terms of the teams that I watched, um, Clemson, not not impressed. I mean, they got enough talent; they're probably going to win a, a handful of games, but. Um, Ohio State Notre Dame. That's yes, the only one I think we haven't really up. touched on. Uh, um, what did y'all think? I, I thought it, it ended up being closer for longer than people probably imagined it would be. But Ohio State looks pretty good. I mean, they 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 kind of put their foot on the gas there towards the end a little bit, and, and and they were moving Notre Dame around when they wanted to at the end of the game with the run game. Their, uh, so. their defense is where it needs to be to win a championship, and it has it hadn't been there, um, but. You know, I had Notre Dame as marked as kind of an impressive team, even though they lost. When you cover the spread, you go in the horseshoe and make it a very competitive game with a first-year coach. And so, uh, yeah. I think Freeman, I think that's the right hire. Those, uh, and I always mm-hmm. go back to when when he was announced and the players went nuts. I mean, talk about a breath of fresh air. Yeah, from 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 Kelly to Freeman, uh, um, I think they're they'll be. I think they'll be just fine. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, we got a lot of fun ones coming up, man. Um, I'm excited for Auburn's next, uh, not their next game, but their Penn State game in week three. So, um, And then Texas and Alabama yeah. this upcoming week. So, so we got some <laughs> fun ones. Um, Randy, what do you think? What, give me a, give me a, as we, get, as we uh, close this thing here, give me a prediction. Texas-Alabama score, what are we thinking? 48-17. Texas or Bama? No, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, no, just, I'm with you. I don't know. I'm. I feel like Texas is gonna be okay, but Bryce Young is still Bryce Young. I know they didn't play nobody crazy this weekend, but the dude threw for like I think five touchdowns, ran for another. Like the dude's a problem, and he's gonna be a problem until he leaves. Kind of same way with C.J. Stroud at, at uh, Ohio State. When you have a guy like that, it's hard to bet against him. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Bama, Bama, big. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, we will be back later this week. Uh, again, apologize for the technical difficulties. We're going to get this thing hammered out. Uh, but continue to like, continue to support, continue to download, 
and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.